we're back on Talking Church. It's a new year, and yes. uh, we have a lot of exciting things in store. Last year was amazing. We finished off well, and uh, well, we finished off exceptional, exceptional, exceptional. And leading, come in, on, leading into this year, uh, I want you to talk about our vision for the year. You recently preached on it for our church. Yes, uh, I will let you share what the vision is, but I want to ask you questions about it. Talk about the vision, and this is the vision that we have for our church. We also have it for our conference. It's really a big theme for us, and so maybe it can be a theme for our network as well. Yeah, the, the theme is take ground. And I, I'm so excited about that. And others are, they're like, can we steal that? Can that be ours too? I'm like, well, there's more ground to take. You take yours and we'll take ours. Yeah. But uh, take ground is what it is. And if I can just back up for a minute, every year I pray for an emphasis with our church. And what's incredible is during this year, some of our elders were praying about the church and they even wrote in their notes this is a year to take ground. I had mm. no clue until I went to dinner with them. And I said, our goal for this year is take ground. That's the word the Lord has given me, take ground. And they just looked at each other like, what? Because it was all over in their journal. It was like, we. this will not be a year of relaxing. This will not be a year of, of staying still. This is a year to take ground. So not only is God speaking to me, he's speaking to others. And that's one thing that I love about this is you'll see... Um, you pray for a vision for your year, and God will give it to you if you're listening. And it's going to resonate with the body because mm -hmm. they're listening to God too, and he's preparing their hearts. So Take Ground is the name of it, and I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, I kind of want to like hashtag Take Ground, uh, <laughs> T-shirts Take Ground. Uh, I, I even want to tell strangers sometimes like, hey, we're taking ground, you know. So one of the things we talked about when we were kind of brainstorming this idea and you shared a lot of thoughts is leading into this year, the economy's not as good as it has been, recession, right. there's a lot of fears, there's layoffs happening, there's all these things, but we're like, take ground. So yeah. talk about that. Well, because it's like zigging when everybody else is zagging, you know? And mm -hmm. the other thing that I've learned is heaven's economy is not the earth's economy. Mm -hmm. It's never like, it's never like, well, it's bad out there, so just take it easy. It's always take ground. And it's, are you going to use the resources that God has already placed in your hands? Or are you going to stretch them further than they would go normally? Or is God going to bring a miraculous provision? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be scared to death and he's going to provide at the 1159 and do it like that? So I want to live that way. And if that's the word that he spoke to me, that's what we're going to do. And so you're right. The natural would be like, don't do a take ground, like do take cover, you know, <laughs> like yeah. take cover or hold the line, you yeah. know, it should be hold the line, not take ground. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's take ground. It's move forward. And the, the excitement you hear in my voice is not like, I'm going to lead the church into this amazing take ground. It's do you understand when the economy is going one way, when the news is going one way, when the momentum is going one way, and we're saying we're going to go the other way, we're aligning with a different reality. We're aligning with a different power source. We're aligning with a different, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. we're not aligning with what this world's doing. And I'm not being like ignorant, like there is no recession talk. There is no, you know, it is there. Mm -hmm. but I'm aligning with a different reality and I'm aligning with what God has spoke to us to do. And for all of us, he didn't say go into all the world, make disciples, 
except for when recession years or COVID years or whatever. And then I, I will say this, that it totally resonated with me uh, because of the years of survival. I just want to say like COVID years were like, can you get out of them? Mm-hmm. Can you survive them? And it was like, for somebody who wants to take ground and reach this world and maximize our talents and do everything we can, living in a stay there, stay solvent, stay going, felt like, okay, that didn't feel like a win, but it is. It was a big win to survive, but now I want to thrive. Now I want to get back and I'm aligning with heaven's reality. Yeah, and one thing we talked about and you you alluded to it when like when they zig we zag in an economy or in a place where people are, are afraid i mean you think about investing right and obviously what we do is different it's more investing in people yeah. versus money but it's a good time to buy right it's a good time to buy when things are down yes. Yes. But why is it a good time to buy because everyone's afraid and no one's willing to put their money in so prices are down and i think in a lot of ways even coming out of COVID, and although there's definitely less of this now, there's still fear, there's still yeah. hesitancy, and then the recession is kind of another excuse for people to make. Like, all right, I, we're, we're going to hold off on the purchase, we're going to hold off on the building, we're going to hold off on this. And in a lot of ways, there's not as many people out there like going and doing things. And so we know depression doesn't change, addiction doesn't change, yeah. the devil's still working. Yeah. And so if we shelter up, we're not going to be able to accomplish what God has for us. And so, you know, you, you've declared, hey, we're, we want to add new services. We want to launch new locations. We want to yeah. go out into new places. What are some of the things that you're thinking about doing to take ground? Uh, and then maybe what are some ways you'd encourage others as they think about it in their communities? Well, I mean, it's as simple as what I shared. Like, I want people to prayer walk their neighborhood, prayer walk their city. And that's nothing weird. It's just like, we're going to engage in the supernatural and we're going to do that. And then I'm like, we're going to take ground uh, in our giving. We're not going to let up. We're going to believe God for miracles in our giving. And I believe some of that will be sacrificial and some of it will be supernatural. And um, then there's the things of, hey, we're going to take ground and we're going to open at a time when others say we're not going to. I think of North Central University in downtown Minneapolis, like during the depression, they opened it and said, we're going, we're taking ground. And it was an abandoned hospital. And they're the Great like- Great Depression. The Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was in the Great Depression. And not like the Great Recession, it was in the Great Depression. And somebody had the faith to say, we're taking ground. And now there's a multi-million dollar university in downtown Minneapolis, because somebody said, I'm taking ground when everything in the world says, just try to survive this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not living it. So. We're gonna we're gonna start new campuses. We're we asked every campus to start some new form of outreach, and I say outreach because some uh, are gonna start like a Spanish church. Some will add an extra service. Some will meet a special niche that is there and say we're gonna go after this person that doesn't have a place. Uh, and and so and I'm leaving I'm leaving that up to each campus for the campus pastor to hear from God. And also, but they can't mail it in and be like, oh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Oh, no, no. And there's accountability, which yeah. we learned from Dr. Barnabas. Like, this is accountability. Like, yeah. he brings all of his leaders in and says, what was your goals? What was your plan? What did you accomplish? Why or why not did you accomplish it? And he, they have to do it in front of everybody. There's going to be accountability. Like, we're all in this together. And I don't want anybody to quit. You know, that is not my goal. But, I mean, even when I was tell, telling our leaders this, I said, listen, if take ground causes people to quit our team, so be it. Mm-hmm. We're taking ground. 
Yeah. We're going forward. Like, like and I liken it to when I was in the church and the church was about 200 people and we did our very first building campaign. And they're like, do we really need a building? Do we have to, you know? And I said, listen, guys, I'm not giving my life to this. I love you, this 200, but I'm not giving my life to this. We're going to reach more people. If we don't reach more people, I'll die and I'll quit. I'll, I'll leave. Like if we don't do this building program to try to take more ground, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I think he's serious. Like we're going forward. Yeah. And it's that mentality again, like we're going forward. I'm driven by like, we want to send 500 missionaries and we're not going to, you're not going to send 500 missionaries by resting. Mm-hmm. You do that by taking ground. Yeah. I was, there were some pastors visiting recently and they asked me, they said, Hey, we noticed the, the campus you just launched this past year, you launched with two services. Do you always launch with two services? And I said, yeah, we do because, or, and they said, why do you do that? Cause we have one. I said, we want people right from the start to know that this is about reaching more people. We yes. don't want them to get comfortable. And many churches who've gone through this or her thing about going through this know how hard it is to go from one to two. Cause yeah. all my kids are with each other in this starting with two to say, we are about reaching more people. And I think in a lot of ways, there are little things like that throughout what we do all the time to not get comfortable and even feel satisfied with it's good enough. And of course, there's all different philosophies on how big a church is. And again, reaching 200 in the community could be taking ground. I mean, in certain communities, but for others, it's we say all the time, don't be content and satisfied with like, okay, that's good enough. Right. If there's people that need to be reached, if there's ministry that needs to be done, we want to do that. Well, and it's like I said with Hannah in the Bible where in 1 Samuel, she's like, I want a baby. Yeah. I want a baby. I want a baby. And her husband is like, aren't I good enough? And she's like, no, you are not good enough. I want a baby. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, I'm not content. And I'm going to keep praying and asking God. And Eli's like, are you drunk? And she's like, I'm not drunk. I want a baby. I want to take ground. And he's like, okay, by this time next year, you'll have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have that discontent of, and people say, isn't it good enough? Isn't it fine? No, no, it's not. I want to do more for God. Yeah. And we're going to keep going. Yeah, so I, there's a discontent that's there. I just shared with the the network an encouragement about how we were talking about kingdom builders and how we were kind of kind of feeling content, like, oh, I mean, the 8-5 would be good or 9-2 would be good, but we were content before it was over. And the message I shared, I just said, don't be content with what isn't complete yet. And Ooh, so... That's so good. Yeah. That's because that was it. I was starting to like do the math and do all the things I tell everybody not to do, and and which is so stupid. How do I do that year after year? Like, I'm a man of faith and I don't know, like, I just, I think I watched too much news or I was looking at the, or probably I was looking at my retirement and I saw it down like 25% and I was like, oh my goodness, who can give in an economy like this? Yeah, yeah. And that's probably what I was doing. And that's so good. What'd you say? Don't. Don't be content with what's not complete. Wow. That yeah. tweet that. Yeah. Well, I, I posted a video Boop, of it so they the, can watch it. Yeah. You yeah. should. Tweet that too, or put it out on social. I that's don't have good. Twitter, but that's that's good. I might need to well, I Twitter. should do it then and claim. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should quote you. Yeah. No, that's so good because you people start making excuses before the clock is over. And what's funny is having a team like the Vikings that we've cheered for this year. Yeah, uh, uh, eleven one point one score victories. Yeah, like there were games I thought it's over. Yeah, it's over. I mean, you know, 
we're on a text. Oh, yeah, the Colts game. We were in New York, and we were. I remember we're like, oh, we're not even going to watch. We this went anymore. shopping. Yeah, we were, we like, were down thirty-three to nothing. This game is. Rid- I said, I'm so glad we didn't go to like a place to watch this and eat lunch. Yeah, and I was. We so- were going to not shop and watch the game, and we ended up shopping. We were like, oh, we're so glad. And then we're standing there, we're shopping, and then remember that wedding yes, party was coming were, out. So he and was, I'm watching the game. He was standing there, and he was watching the game on his phone. He's like, oh, oh, and this wedding, literally right next to him, walks out, and they're getting ready, and he's like screaming. At his phone, like, oh my god, we're like, on the street. I know, but like, we right behind you was this wedding. We're like, Dad, turn around. They had hired a band to walk through, and they were playing New York, New yeah, York, yeah. you know. And the whole wedding party was like dancing down the street to you the reception. Extra. You were an extra at it. So. I was an extra. I was like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. But we ended up winning. But so, so when yeah. you, you don't think it's complete, it's yeah. not complete until yeah. the clock says it's complete. Mm-hmm. And even then, Jesus like goes into bonus time and raises people from the dead. Yep. So, one thing with take ground that as a team we've talked about and something I'd love for you to help us with in some ways, I mean, we talked about like the Aragorn speech and Lord of the Rings, yeah. like, you know, there may be men that lay down, but it's not this day, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, like I'm ready to run through a wall. And in, in a lot of ways, take ground feels very um, like war and go out there. And, and obviously we feel we're that way with the enemy, with the devil, sure. but not necessarily with our community. Like, so how do we take ground, be aggressive, be forward, without almost feeling like combative towards the people in our community who aren't necessarily on our side or believe what we believe. Yeah, because a a lot of churches have been lulled into like, just be your little church in your little corner and stay in your building. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've talked about the difference between like freedom of religion and freedom of worship. Like, yeah. I, you're not going to put me in the room with a, a narrow category. I have the, the free, freedom. Yeah, free exercise. Free exercise to do all that. And that means, guess what? I can run for office. I can, are you going to? No. Yeah. But I, I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah, yeah, hypothetically. But people that are, that are listening, you can run for office. You can be involved. You can lead a company. You can do, like, you can be on the PTA. You can be in the school board. You can, what says you can't? Just because you have faith they should say you're out of the marketplace, you're out of the government, you're no, I'm going to be involved in all of it and take ground and I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not trying to, you know, uh punish people to take ground. I'm trying to get in there and lead the way. And I think when you bring solutions, you bring life, you bring lift. I think when you bring resources, I think when you really aren't selfish, but you're taking ground for the good of everyone, um that spills over into the school board, the community, the company, the school, the team, or whatever. I mean, who doesn't want somebody who's going to bring lift and and good for the whole team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's huge. In in what you see around the church, we have the privilege, we get to see a lot of what's going on in the church through our travels. What are things that you're seeing in other places and other churches and where maybe they're you're you're hearing from pastors like, hey, I'm ready to go, or is it or is there a timidity or is there questions? I know I, again, I know you're around a lot of people who are bring up when you share this with them, take ground. Again, you said some people, can I steal that? But is that the common theme or are there a lot of people still wondering what's what's coming? Yeah, I, I think there's still people that are thrilled that they survived and um they know there's more in them. And so it, it's it's a smaller group that's like, take ground, take ground, let's go. But within a lot of people, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But the people that are actually doing it is smaller. Um, 
I'm I'm noticing that the thing is though, and I, I don't have a, a rhyme or reason. Like I can find a church of 200 and they're thriving. I can find a church of 4,000 and they're thriving. I can find a church of 8,000 and they're thriving, you know, and, and then I can, on those exact same numbers, I can find somebody who's like discouraged, not thriving, wondering if they're going to make it. And um, the one thing I've noticed is the leaders are willing to believe God still wants to reach people. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're willing to believe that, they're going. They're yeah, it's like Joshua and Caleb. It's like, yeah. we're ready to go. Let's go. Let's we are it. not like the 10 other spies. Yeah. We are the two that said yes. What are characteristics of those type of people? I mean, you're obviously there's something about optimism and belief and faith, but what other things can people work on to grow? Maybe they'd say, hey, I'm not there yet. I'm new in ministry or I'm just getting started or now that I'm a lead pastor, I feel the weight of it and I'm just afraid to lose it all. How can you grow? Because I, I know you weren't yeah. always this way. I mean, you always had the gift of faith, but there had to have been times throughout the years where you felt like, I'm not ready to take ground. I just want, I'm good holding on. Yeah, I think um, when you are, when you give to missions, you start to think, I want to take ground. There's something about that that activates within you. Well, can I pause you for a second there? Yep. Uh, J- Justin shared this recently. He was talking to a bank that gives loans out to a bunch of businesses and also yep. does church loans. And he said that they did a study. He's not a believer, but they did a study where they checked all their churches and the people who defaulted on their loans are the people who consistently paid them. And he said it was without question, the data was so clear, churches that gave to missions always met their building payment, never missed, never wow, defaulted. Wow, I'd love to see that study. But yeah, churches that that didn't give to missions, not all of them struggled, but the ones that did, they, that they a, weren't giving to missions. Yeah. Uh, you start giving to missions and you'll want to take ground. Matter of fact, if you start giving to missions, I guarantee you your kids' ministry will get better. And you say, how does that correlate? Because you just start realizing we want to reach lost people. And then you realize God's brought us all these kids and we want them to know what we have and you're going to invest in kids' ministry. I'll tell you another thing. You start doing altar calls and giving people the opportunity to give their life to Jesus Christ, and you'll start having a take ground mentality. You get out and meet with people and see the hurt of this world, and you'll want to take ground. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the things that I think of. And then you start hanging out with other people that are taking ground, and you want to take ground. Yeah. Because you're just like, wait a minute. You're almost like, God's no respecter of persons. I can do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. So it's 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 all those things. So uh, do altar calls, and even if nobody's saying yes to Jesus, just say at the end of that, like nobody raises their hand. You just say, "Hey, church, nobody raised their hand today, but I'm believing that you'll invite visitors next week and the week after because I'm going to keep giving altar calls yeah. and I want to lead people to Jesus." And they'll be like, "Oh, he's leading people to Jesus. We should bring yeah, you." People. You, you know? taught me that because I asked you that question when what do you, what do you do if nobody raised your hand? And I remember when you did it. It's definitely. It's humbling. It right? feels defeating, like you but, failed. But yeah. I actually think it's strengthening. And to your point, it's like it it shows I you can't just get hands. Like they don't just happen. Obviously, you could force people to do it, but it's like if there's a week where there's no hands, obviously we we wish that there were, but in some ways it's a strengthening of your church to say, guys. We don't do this by by not inviting our neighbors, by not inviting our friends. Right. These are real people that lives are being changed. Yes. You know? Yeah, and it's, I mean, I fight the battle of if nobody's going to say yes, but I'm at the point now where like, oh, no, now I'm going to do it. And 
I also realize this. There's no sermon I can preach that's amazing enough to get somebody saved. Totally. The Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. working on them. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's working, and I'm just like, Holy Spirit, work on them. Um, and in what I love is in sermons when I say, today you're going to have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. I love when I say that because then people... Where, where did you learn that? I remember you It was sharing. Lowell Lundstrom. Lowell Lundstrom. So yeah. Tell, what well, was that story? I, well, it was funny. He said, will you teach me how to reach younger people better in churches? And I said, will you teach me how to do better altar calls? Deal. So we met for lunch three different times. Hmm. And I talked to him about the next generation and how to get younger people in your church. And he talked to me about altar call. And the best lesson he said was, don't spring the altar call on people at the end of the service. He said, tell them in the beginning, hey, welcome today. It's a great day. I'm going to do this message on this. And at the end of the service, you're going to have your opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. And he said, immediately you've activated the Holy Spirit on them. And they're like, is this my day? Is this my day? Today Mm. could be my day. And the Holy Spirit's saying, you need this. And then halfway through, remind them and say, you know, And just as a reminder, at the end of this service, you're going to have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, he said, this is that moment that I've talked about. Are you ready? And he said, the Holy Spirit has been working on them the whole time. And he said, most pastors preach, preach, preach. And at the end, they go, anybody want to do this? Anybody want to give it a try? Anybody? Oh, oh, nobody? Okay, bye. Or you feel like you need to re-preach a new sermon. About salvation. Yeah, about salvation. And it's like then you you that you go long or then people are ready to go or they're like you just preached a great sermon on forgiveness and then you're like well okay if you, i need to talk about salvation and that's tied to forgiveness and it's this it's like if you do it in the beginning the whole sermon i mean it's it's the gospel you're you're sharing it they're yes. ready yeah and so he said that and then he said uh don't give the altar call like you don't expect anybody's going to get saved which kind of like I did right there. Like, anybody? Does anybody want to? If, if you wanted to give your life to Jesus, we would wait for you. Okay. Uh, you know, he's like, do it like today's your day. Yeah. Today's the day. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I realize this too. Um, life is not promised tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many people that were in church on Sunday and were gone that next week. Mm-hmm. And you just are like, I hope they said yes. I, I It really... I, we And we've had people die from the most random things, like uh, ankle surgery, and they get a blood clot, they die. And you're like, what? Ankle surgery? It's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, or or a fluke piece of metal flies up off the road and kills them in their car. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not supposed to happen. Or they're hiking. And you're like, uh, after you live long enough, and you're like, people, life is not promised tomorrow. It's a vapor and it's not promised. And today is the day of salvation. And so you give altar calls with an urgency. Mm-hmm. When you're setting goals for yourself, you do that every single year, did you see yourself setting bigger goals personally with your take ground, knowing that was the theme or talk about your own personal walk and taking ground? Because mm-hmm. you know, we talked a lot about it from a church standpoint, but are there are there ways you're thinking about it personally on how you can take ground? Yeah, yeah. So I, I did a spiritual gift for the year, and I felt like, God, I want you to help me to take ground in the area of prophecy. Hmm. So that's written in my journal. I'm going to take ground in the area of prophecy. I feel like it's underdeveloped in my life. It's there, but I wanted to increase it. So literally, take ground right there. Um, and then take ground in the giving. And your mom and I sat down and I said, I want to take ground. And I think it's this much more. 
And she's like, wow. And I was like, no, really, I think it is. And it, I said, pray about it. And so she came back and she goes, what about this percentage? And I said, well, that's almost that amount. And she goes, but that's a big percentage more. And I said, that's taking ground. I said, okay, let's take ground. And so we literally did that with our kingdom builders and we're stretching ourselves like almost to our miracle, our dream goal, because we do plan, vision, dream. Yeah. We're almost doing our dream goal again because we're saying we're taking ground. We want our living to be what we used to think was a dream mm -hmm. before. Yeah. And so th that's what we did. We stretched ourselves. We said we're going to take ground. Mm -hmm. um, and as simple as this, I know this sounds crazy, but like I literally wrote down, like I want to take ground as a grandpa. And I wrote in my journal, I'm going to find three amazing grandpas and I'm going to ask them to give me a mentoring lunch hmm. on what does it mean to be an amazing grandpa. Hmm. So like I'm taking ground as a grandpa. I'm taking uh, ground as a giver. I'm taking ground as a follower of Jesus Christ with the gift that I want to develop. Uh, so it, it's, it's in every area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I think for so many listening, they realize, wow, there's a lot of areas that I can grow and take ground. And again, you're wired this way. In a lot of ways, you live take ground every year, but I'm excited to see what a take ground year looks like for a take ground person, Yeah, which is well, awesome. Because, you know, I, in, on the take ground, literal take ground, like ground ground, um, I even wrote down, like, I, I try to see three new countries every year. Mm -hmm. That's like part of my thing. Yeah, it's a lot. And I will see three new countries this year. Mm -hmm. And it's like take ground. I'm going to go see three new countries. And, and obviously got to play new golf courses. Well, that, yeah, that, that's... That's part of take ground yes, or no? Take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are golf goals every year. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I would... We're not going to physically take the ground. Actually, I will for sure. I will take a lot of ground with my clubs when I'm playing those golf courses. But. Pine Valley is my take ground. I need to wow. take ground at Pine Valley. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get invited to that one. I, I don't know. I'm just trying maybe, to figure out. Maybe in, I shouldn't say it like that. Do you know I how I say it with faith? Right. Do you know <laughs> how I played Hazeltine the very first time? I yeah. Tell the story. I do. I, know, I put but. it on a bucket list. I said my bucket list is to play Hazeltine. Da, da. And this is back when like blogs and things were new, right? And the guy that was the club historian Historia. at Hazeltine, anytime the word Hazeltine came up it would flag him on his software. Yeah, Google, I think you can do that. And yeah. and and he'd see, and he saw this, and he goes, oh, this guy lives in Minnesota. So he, called, he emails me, has never met me, and he goes, hey, it's your bucket list to play Hazeltine. Come play with me. I was like, you're kidding me? Literally from putting it on a blog. Now, I don't think that would work now because blogs are everywhere and people put everything and post everything, but it worked for me, yeah. and I golf with a total stranger, a bucket list course. Yeah, amazing. So... Take ground. Take Come ground. On. Well, I, I want to close with this thought as far as the tandem bicycle. Take ground means everybody's got to take ground. And like I used the illustration with the tandem bicycle. Yeah. You cannot be on the back pedals in a take ground mode and enjoy the ride. You got to be exerting pressure. And I want to speak to anybody wherever you're at in the church or your organization or whatever. The leader may be living a take ground life. The leadership may be living a take ground life, but everyone has to do it. Like, you have to take ground. We need your feet on the pedals, exerting pressure and energy. There's no coasting. There's no waving to the crowd. You've been given a set of pedals because we need what you bring to the table to be brought to the table. Mm -hmm. And um, 
uh, as much as it would be fun to be on the back and let the person in front do all the work. And you're like, man, that was so easy. No, we need everybody to put their feet to the pedals and take ground. So just like I said, I have a spiritual gift I'm going after, a giving gift that I'm going after, a, a, a personal family way that I'm going after to get better, to take ground, um, and then our church goals to take ground. Every single one of us, if we do that together, it'll all add up and we will take incredible ground. What if every person in the church said, my giving this year will go up by a take ground level? Hmm. What if they said, my serving will go up by a take ground level? What if they said, my participation, my attendance at church, my inviting of visitors, take ground level. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there's many pastors going, man, I wish I would have heard this a month and a half ago so then I could have <laughs> implemented it. But hey, you can still implement it. You can talk about it with your team. You can talk about it with uh, your church. And maybe it's it's an addendum to your vision message. Hey, in addition to what I said, we're going to do this. Otherwise, uh Come hang out with us. I mean, our conference, that's going to be our that's theme. That's going to be our conference theme. Conference take theme ground. is Take Ground. Really, everything we do this year, we're trying to think, how can we take ground? How can we do more accelerators, better accelerators? How can we do better events, a better conference? We're we're going to hopefully sell out our auditorium for the very first time, which we were close last year, but I think that we'll do it this year. Love so it. we're taking ground in the network. We're taking ground at the church, and we hope that everyone listening is also thinking about ways that they can take ground. But I love what you shared. I hope it resonates with people, and let's do it. Let's go take ground. Take ground.